0: What I try to get people to do is be is is in our daily goal setting or, or our goals is being activity-based, not result-based. So in other words, if 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 your job is to to to, if you're a salesperson and you've got to make 20 sales calls today, it's not about making it, it's about what value do I bring to, to each and every one of those calls. And each and every one of those calls is is gonna be different right and it might be a different a different piece of value that i that i'm bringing but but my point is is at the end of the day judge judge yourself if 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 you must the metric that i want to go off of is the activity did i complete and did i do that activity the best i could it's not about did i get a sale today because there's a very good chance you are not going to get a sale today very good chance
1: Welcome to the Referral Bench Podcast, a weekly podcast for business owners and salespeople growing their business with networking and referrals. I'm Ian Campbell, CEO of Mission Suite. And I'm Phil Pelto, CEO of Firestorm.
2: If you're working on growing your network, we have another great episode coming your way today. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get to this week's interview. This podcast is brought to you by Firestorm. Firestorm is a business-to-business networking organization that organizes events and meetings for business owners and professionals where they can meet, build relationships, and share referrals. Learn
1: more at myfirestorm.com. And this podcast is brought to you by Mission Suite, offering small business owners, salespeople, and sales teams the contact management and sales automation software they need to grow their business at a cost that they can afford. Learn more about Mission Suite at www.themissionsuite.com. And this podcast is
2: brought to you by Morton Design Co. Morton Design Co. is a collaborative, creative studio based in Denver, Colorado. They help businesses tell their unique story through thoughtful strategy and kick-ass design. Their aim is to give small to medium-sized businesses the visual impact of their larger competitors. Specialties include brand identity, logo development, and print design. Visit mortondesignco.com to learn more. All right, welcome to another episode of the Referral Bench Podcast. We are here today with Jeremy Herriter. Uh, Originally from Lancaster, California, Jeremy is first and foremost a proud dad of two beautiful, amazing daughters, Taylor and Ryan. He uh, found his strength as an athlete from an early age. He was a three-sport letterman in high school and an MVP in baseball. He graduated from Gonzaga University, where he was an All-Pac-10 infielder. Uh, His pro baseball career took off not long after but his drive didn't stop there, and neither did his uh, list of accomplishments. Jeremy was the first contracted player with the Diamondbacks to get hit in the hi- uh, to get a hit in the history of the organization. Um he was later drafted by the LA reign, officially making him a two-sport professional athlete. More recently, Jeremy has been named a crossFit champion, taking home first place for the deadlift box jump event. Of course, now Jeremy has shifted his focus once again as a productivity consultant for Fortune Five Hundred Companies, private business coach and motivational speaker. Jeremy's Optimal Self coaching program and podcast boiled down this lifetime of achievement into tangible, attainable habits that anyone can adopt for success. No success story, including Jeremy's, Jeremy's happens by accident. Begin yours with Optimal Self. Welcome to the podcast, man. Wow.
0: That sounds really cool. (laughs) That's not even, like, I'm like, who is that guy? (laughs) I want to do I want to do that. That sounds fun. No, yeah, no. Thank you, guys, man. I'm, I'm. Uh, it's super excited to be here. So, man,
1: yeah, man. That's awesome. When Phil was reading your bio and he got to the part about the Diamondbacks, it sounded like he was going to say the first player to get hit in the head <laughs> in the game. I'm like, well, I mean, if you're going to be known for something, you know, right, right? Why not? Why not? Right?
0: <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's a hell of a, a, hell of a yeah. career so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean. I'll say it this way: Is I mean, from the time I came out of the womb, my mom will tell you that you know all I ever told her, all I ever said, she's just, she's. I think she still says my first word was baseball. Like, uh, you know, growing up, that's you know, people were like, "What are you gonna do when you get older?" And I was like, "I'm gonna play baseball." And they're like, "Okay, but what are you really gonna do?" I was like, "Well, I'm gonna play baseball." (laughs) And so, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know any different. I didn't know any better, right? It was just convicted to the process, and you know, I wasn't again, I wasn't the best player. I wasn't the fastest kid. I wasn't the, you know, as, as a young kid, you know, that that's why they all said those things is because they were like, really? So what are you really going to do? Because, you know, they, I wasn't that guy. I wasn't the kid that, that, you know, you, you watch now and you, you know, even when my girls were little, you go to the park and you got full grown dudes at 12 years old. And I played against those kids too, you know, that they were full grown at 12, you know, the beard and, man, I didn't even get a hair on my face. So I think I was 20. You know what I mean? Like, so um, I wasn't that kid. I, I I had to, I had to work my ass off, to be honest with you. I had to, I had to do the things that, that nobody else would do just to have, you know, just to, just to make the team, let alone have an opportunity later in life. But the good news was my, I was a late bloomer and because of the trials and and because of, failing at a young age, being told, you know, that I wasn't good enough, you know, at a very young age, it, it pushed me to be, it pushed me to work at it, to just know that, look, the one thing you can't take away from me is, is how hard I work that that's up to me. You can tell me I'm not good enough. You can not pick me for your team, whatever that is, but it's not going to be because of lack of effort. It's not going to be from, from lack of, of doing things that, that will, that will make me better. Um, and so that's kind of, that's what it's all born out of optimal self and, and doing the things that I do today is I was very, I was fortunate in this is that because I was an athlete, because I kept working at it, I got to go on to play at Gonzaga university. Um, let me back up a little bit. Cause I think it's important for, for you to give some context around who's the jackass you're listening to, right? Is that, You know, look, I grew up in a, in a, I mean, my dad was an alcoholic drug addict. His dad before him was an alcoholic. uh, So it was very abusive at at a young age. Uh, My mom being the strong, independent, amazing woman that she is got me and my brother out of that situation. And she worked two, three jobs. She busted her ass. Luckily, she had great uh, mom and dad and family, my Nana and Papa, and she had other sisters, right? It takes a tribe. My mom was 15. When when she got pregnant, sixteen when I was born, which you know, no sixteen year old should be having kids. Let's be honest, but it happens, right? And so that was those were those early years. Those were those formidable years, is bouncing around and living with family and and all those things, just just so we could make ends meet. And as you, I mean, it's an important time in your life. And I'll say the biggest turning point for me in in, in my life was again. I wasn't the all-star kid. I wasn't the kid making all those teams. It wasn't the kid that you wanted me on your team because you knew I was going to be there and you knew I was going to play hard and you knew I was going to hustle. That you know what I mean? Like that, that, at that at that age, my thirteen-year-old year is is a is a paradigm-shifting moment. I hope and I think there's people out here that can resonate with this. Is that in that year, my we we my team our team won the the championship. We were the champions of the league that year, and our coach, which was my my dad or my, my best friend's dad. And I thought for sure, the coach gets to pick the last two kids on the team, right? All the other coaches vote. And then he gets to pick the last two. I'm like, listen, if they don't vote me in for sure, he's going to pick me, right? Like come on. He's like my second dad or my first dad at this point. Right. I go on vacation with them. You know, we won the championship. Right. I played every game because I was, you know, the little middle infielder that could, you know, and I thought, man, there's just, I got to make it right. Well, my name didn't get called that day. And that evening we had, they had the pizza party and everybody's there that, you know, and all the mine, all the parents and everybody shows up. Right. And I went over to him during that, during that time, when, you know, people were playing video games We're at the pizza parlor and, and I asked him, and I said, Hey, you know, and I grabbed his shirt and he looked at me and he said, what? He said, yes, son, look me dead in the eye. And I said, how come, how come you didn't pick me for all-stars? And I'm going to tell you like the paradigm shifting. I could tell you what he was wearing. I could tell you what I was wearing. I'm 50 years old today. This is a 13 year old boy that's still in here that it's a vivid memory. Right. And he said, because you weren't good enough. Dead in the face. No, no, nothing. No, no secondary words to it. Straight up, honest, right to you. Now, listen, don't get me wrong. It's devastating, right? Devastating. I ran to the phone. My mom wasn't there because I was staying the night at their house. I asked the lady, can will you please call my mom? Please, please, please. She said, fine, whatever. She hands the phone over the counter and I'm sitting on the ground and I said, mom, please come get me. Please come get me. She's like, what, what is wrong with you? Like, and I said, please, just please. She's like, you're supposed to stay the night. I'm like, mom, please come get me. She's like, fine. Give her the phone. I don't even go back in there. I walked over and I sat on the curb till my mom pulled up. She pulled up and I jumped in that car and I'm like, please go. And she's like, and I, of course water works at that point, right? Your 13 year old boy (laughs) crying. She's like, What? is going on, right? All that happens, right? And I'm like, please just go, just go, just go. She's like, I'm not moving this car until you tell me what happened. So I tell her, what does any parent, any mom want to do? She's like, oh, no, no one's talking, telling my son that she's ready to jump in and go ring somebody. I'm like, please don't. I'm I'm embarrassed enough, right? Like, can we please go? Can we please go? And my mom said something that day. She asked me a question in that moment that is the greatest question she ever asked me in, in, in my lifetime. And I don't even know if she knew what she was doing, but she looked at me and she said, Jeremy, Michael, look at me. What do you want to do? You don't want me to go in there. You don't want to do what do you want to do? And like anybody, like I, I'm sure, she thought, you know, let's go get ice cream. Let's go get a toy at target, whatever. Right. Like let's this appease the kid. Right. Those of you guys that are parents, we do it all the time. Right. We're like, fine. You can watch that here. Grab your thing. Right. And I said, can we, and I don't know where you guys live or all the people listening is, and in those days on the, on, in California, the big, the big sporting goods stores were called big five, right. Dicks and other things that they have now it was called big five. And I said, we, can we go to big five? And she's like what? Like she literally, she told, she's like, you know, you don't want ice cream. You don't want something fun. Like, you know what I mean? Like go to, you know, no, please. Can we go to big five? She's like, I don't even know what you want, but fine. It's literally right. Around. So we pull up, we get out, we walk in. I'm like, walk in a uh, same thing. It's vivid as, as perfect. I could see it. It was a yellow sign. It was on sale for $19 and 99 cents. And it was a batting tee. And I said, mom, can I have that batting tee? And literally she's like, Pfft. Twenty bucks, and that's gonna appease you. Now you're gonna be okay. Like, no more crying, no more fine. Right? Pulls it off. And I tell that because this. That every day, I got home that day, that moment, I went home. I scrounged up balls that I had, and I went out there and took a. And my goal was a hundred swings every single day off of that tee. I'm going to hit a hundred balls every single day off of that tee. And now, fast. Now, now I want people to understand is that again, it's not about anything more than the next year. No, I didn't make all-stars the next year going into high school. I barely made the team sat on the bench, played like maybe, maybe five innings the whole year. Right. I got, I got more water than I got at bats. Right. Like (laughs) I was, you know, but I was there and I was practicing and I was working. I was still going home. Even after practice, there were days where he only let the, the starters hit. So I would go home and I would hit on the tee when I, after practice and over and over and over and over and over again, now you fast forward sophomore year, junior year. By the time I was a senior, which is now you're 18 years old from when I was 13, five years later. And I led the state in hitting, I led our team in hitting. I was an I was an all-league player and I got a scholarship to go play baseball. And I want people to understand is that it's because not because of if I if I, you we underestimate what we can do in a year, you've heard this before, and we <laughs> we overestimate what we can do a year and we underestimate what we can do in five or the next 10, right? Yeah. And those are the moments. And along those ways, you, when you're working hard, when you're doing those things, other opportunities did come. I got to play on a, a, another little summer league team and all these things kind of goes into what you guys are talking about, the referral bench. But I'll go back to that, that moment because I want people to understand this is that as harsh as that was to hear and, and as much as, again, did it crush my soul? Yes. But he was honest. Let's be clear. There was, you know, whatever, 20 teams or 12 teams in that league. There's 100 to 120 players in that league. 15 made the all-star team, right? So even if I was the 16th best player, I was not good enough. There were 15 guys better than me to make that team, right? So what what I took and what I learned very quickly was I wasn't good enough. That's okay because I'm not good enough yet. It's not going to stop me from from pursuing what i want to pursue. And again, it it takes those paradigm shifting moments in our lives to go along and, and how that goes to the referral bench is this is that as time goes on and you get older, right? Those moments if it would have it could have stopped me. Could have said, okay, i'm just not good enough. i'm not going to play baseball anymore. But i was already convicted. i was already 100% convicted to doing whatever it took to get to whatever the next level was for me right? Like, sure. Did I, from California, would I rather played at UCLA or USC or something, you know, a bit. Yeah. And no one ever heard of Gonzaga where I was from. My, I was like, where the hell is that? I don't even, where is, where is Spokane, Washington? Like, I you know what I mean? Like, sure. I would have, but that wasn't my opportunity, but I'll tell you this. I got to play against them. I got to beat them. I I got to steal bases against them. Right. I got, I mean, And so there's, there's so many other opportunities, but along the way you get to meet people that will level you up. You get to meet those next level of you. Everything that we do in this life, again, is going to take even now today. I want people to understand is the best is still yet to come. I don't talk about baseball. Like, Oh, that was my glory years. No, it's just something I did. My glory years are still ahead of me, man. (laughs) Like what I get to do now, the things that I get to be now are way more important because let's be clear, I didn't make my goal of baseball. My goal was to play 20 years in the big leagues and go to the hall of fame and be, you know, and sit next to the, the baddest guys in the history of the game and, and be, that was my goal, not even close. I'm not, I mean, I'm blipping, I mean, people don't even know that, you know, they don't know me from baseball unless you, unless you're local, right? Like, so I didn't get close to that, not even close, but I wasn't sent here for that. That was my goal. It put me in the position I'm in today, but that was not that's not why I'm here.
2: One of the one of the things that I um, was thinking of when you were telling that story is, um, you know the the at bats that you took, and you know the fact that it didn't pay off right away, and the fact that you just were grinding year after year, and you had that long term focus, that long term vision. You you were attached to that that end result. Um, but you knew you had to do all this other stuff first. And I think that's, um, you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot is, you know, people get a little bit short-sighted and they want this immediate gratification and they want mm-hmm. to get results right away. And you go out and you do all this work, you know, trying to go to networking events and try and sell something at the event <laughs> and, it doesn't happen. and they're like, screw it. It doesn't work. And they give up. And so, um, I, I think it's, uh, it's interesting, we, we didn't plan to have you as a baseball player on the podcast uh, with the you know the referral bench analogy, but I love the fact that you you have that baseball background and it totally plays into our our baseball analogy for the yeah, podcast. For so sure. um but um but yeah, like you 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 did the things that were necessary, you know, you did the the batting every single day and you got incrementally better every single day, and eventually it paid off and you you achieved all that success, which is uh which is awesome. But it's a People have to have that that long term focus for it. So,
0: I agree. Like that that that's the point, right? Is that we we do get very short sighted, and I will say it's worse today than ever because you can push a button on your phone, and Amazon will deliver just about anything to your door, right? Food, you name it. Like we 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 have this instant gratification. Like we get mad at the phone if if I push a button, and it doesn't instantly happen right like that's our that's how we're getting conditioned now but the but success in life and success in business whatever your whatever your goals are it that's not how it works it it is the incrementally better it is that 1% each and every day but but at the, and at the same time you have to fall in love with delayed gratification you've got to look at it from the perspective of knowing what you go to the gym today you're not going to come home and pull up your shirt and, and you're going to have a six pack, right? Like you're not going to go lay down on your kitchen floor or whatever your living room floor and do hundred sit-ups and then go check your, check your abs. You like, when I say that people are like, yeah, that sounds ridiculous, but that's what we do in our businesses, in our lives, right? We do one networking event or we, we try to sell this one thing to one person or, or this little tiny group and we expect this, you know, to make a million dollars this month and we didn't happen. So it's was like, oh, that doesn't work. No, man, that's, that's not how it works. Right? Like it's over and over and over and over and doing the right things and, and, and finding, look, one of the things that we do at Optimal Self, I, I always have, I always say, I say, okay, look, if I dropped you right now in the center of, of a, in a jungle and you did a three hundred and sixty degree loop and you just looked around standing in place and everything looked exactly the same. every tree was a certain uh, uh, distance away from each other right every tree looked exactly the same. you literally can't tell north south east and west you're just like everything around you but i got I got a hundred million dollars in a suitcase somewhere past out on the outliers of these trees, a hundred million. It's yours. When you find me, I'm just going to hand it to you. It's all yours. Go do whatever you want. Tax-free, do whatever you want. Right. Well, listen, if you stand there, nothing will ever happen. You will literally die because you, you will literally just sit there until your body shuts down and you die. But now let's say you go this way, right? You actually do something and you get to that end and you're like, Hmm, well, he's not there. All right. Let's go back and try another one. Let's go back and try another one. you ha- you have to continuously when you when you when people can see it like that, I'm like, okay, your business and life is the same way. Yeah, you're gonna do some shit that doesn't work. Welcome to the real world, right? The first time you do it, you're probably not going to be very good at it. Welcome. <laughs> we all there. but are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to go again? Are you willing to find somebody? Look at us. How do you, the same way we meet, right? Is like, we're reaching out. We're looking, I'm looking for, I want to learn. I didn't come here today to tell you my story. I come here to talk to you guys and learn myself, right? And, and that's what this is all about is share stories with one another. Somebody somewhere gets to hear this from our trials and tribulations. Cause I failed a lot continuously, man. I'm still failing. I'm still doing it where it doesn't work, right? I mean, we run a real estate company. Like there are a lot of stuff that we've tried that that we're like, mm, all right, let's let's that didn't work. Let's try another one. Let's try another way. Let's try another way. I mean, you got new people walking into this business every day, walking into our office, right? Trying to coach them up, teach them, try to get their mindset, reframe it so that they can see themselves as that great, you know business owner right and and we have to we've got to constantly be adjusting and learning because that's just the way it goes learning every day i say it again the best is yet to come man like that old me that guy i, I want to i really want people to understand this that dude that made it all the way to pro baseball went on to the crossfit and, and won an event at the crossfit game stood on that box the number one in the world in that event right that dude in in my life today he wouldn't even make it he's not good enough he's not good enough you got he's not like it sounds good but dude that dude would get crushed in my world today he got to get his shit together right <laughs>
1: So when you're coaching people like, you know, employees or, uh, you know, your team members, what have you, you know, because, I mean, you're right, right? I mean, it's like I fail all the time. I've I've worked and I've got my team members, you know, I kind of lead them through their failures. And when they, you know, when they fall down, you know, I help them figure out how to get back up and whatnot, you know, and, and all right, that happened. Now, what's, you know, do, and that's, you know, but that's yesterday, right? what's next is the key thing, you know? And so like when, when you're coaching your, your team members and you're kind of going through all this and, you know, teaching them how to get out there, what's, what are some of the things that you encourage them to do? Some of the things that you, that you kind of train them on, what have you to help them get past the kind of the, the crap that comes along with that in the, in the, in in their head.
0: Mm, Great question. I love it. So the, the you know, and I'll stay in our industry for a second just for, so people can understand, right? like in in the real estate game, right? I mean two hundred and some you know agents now uh, in 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 this particular office that that, that I run. Um, and it always starts no matter what. Because I might get somebody in that has done really good business, right? Maybe th- maybe they're a multi-million dollar producer already. Now they're just looking for that change and they're looking to take their, their business to the next level, right? And then I have those people who walk in who just got their license last week and they're like, what do I do, right? Walking in with these big eyes and like, oh my God, scared to death. It, no matter what, either one of those people, what we first break down to is not the... The aesthetics of the of the game of real estate, but first I got to get to you. What's important to you? So when we break it back down into wh- why are you doing this? So it doesn't matter if you've already, you know, if you've closed hundred million dollars or you've closed never a deal. There's still that portion because the person who's closed hundred million, maybe they've lost sight of it. Maybe lost sight of why they're doing what they do, right? So let's go back to to the reason what is it that what is it that lights your soul on fire what is it that that drives you why are you here you can pick any industry this is a commission based world that i live in you only get paid if you work right like that is it so if you're not ready to 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 dig into that like we got to figure out what what this is because this isn't you can't just show up And, you know, get a check on Friday. Like, that's not how this works. And, and most people have never been in that world before. So you have to, we've got to reframe it and they've got to dig inside themselves. So, so we do assessments and I assess them in this and I say, okay, what is it that you want? And when they give me their, when we break it down, I want to make a million dollars or I want to take my family on vacation or I want to own my first house. Some of the things that are very basic in, in all of our needs today is like, yeah, or I want to have a couple of rentals so that I can have some passive income. Like, love all those answers, right? But what is, it's not just, that's not, that's not the answer. We go even deeper. What would, what will that do for you? You came in and said, hey, I want to have, by the end of, you know, next year, I want to have two rentals. Great, what does that do for you? Because having the rentals is one thing. I, we can map that out, no problem. I can show you how to get the money, I can show you how to make the money, I can show you, I, mean, no, I can we can analyze deals, I'll even analyze the deal for you, tell you if it's a good thing, ROIs, all this kind of stuff. Great, but what does that do for you? Because this is not gonna be, it's, it's not gonna be easy. It's gonna be simple because we're gonna make a plan, but it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination. What's gonna get you up on the days when you didn't get the deal? What's gonna happen when that when that buyer that you've been working with falls out of escrow on you know the 23rd day on a 30-day escrow, right? And you're like, oh my goodness, I needed that money. I needed that check, right? What's gonna get you up the next day? So I'll give you a really cool story um, back to when I owned the gym and this kind of correlates with all of it because when I say assessment, but um, when people would come in, we would, we would do an assessment and, and our gym, the majority of the people that come there, honestly, is a, they want to lose weight. That, that is like the number one thing. And in this country, of course, we're the most obese country in the world. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the way, the way that the FDA does things and what they tell you to eat is wrong. Let's just put it that way, but um, <laughs> different story, different podcast. but but they would always say that but in in and I give you this specific lady cuz it's it's it, it was a really cool experience with her is when they would sit there and we would go through a list and I probably had 20 30 questions and we'd fill it out and this particular lady was about 100 pounds overweight and she had two kids she was a full-time, I mean, I mean, full-time mom. She was on the PTA. She was on every, she was the, the you know, the soccer mom, the, the you know, all of it, the team mom, you name it. I mean, she was everybody's mom, right? She'd pull up to, and 20 different people would, would be in her car, right? Because she was just that lady, man, just the salt of the earth, but never did anything for herself. But she said, this is it. Jeremy, I need your help, please. I know you guys have done this. So we sit down and we go over it. And her goal was 80 pounds. That's what she said. That's what her opening goal was. And I said, okay, with everybody, let's say, close your eyes. Tell me, tell me, I want you to envision that girl 80 pounds down. I want you to tell me what she's wearing. What does she have a dress on or does she have pants? What is it? What kind of shoes does she have on? What, what are her earrings look like? Is she wearing a necklace? Is her hair up? Is it down? What perfume is she wearing? I need you to see her, right? Who is she? she and I will tell you probably nine out of 10 Tears would come out of their eyes when they would start envisioning because they could feel it. They could see that person, right? When they didn't have tears, I would always ask them. This, I would tell them flat out. I said, did that move you? Did you see her? And I would ask her, so what color dress did, did she have a dress or not? Um, Kind, yeah. Uh, and they have these like vague answers. No, that doesn't work. Cause the ones that felt it would be like, she's wearing a black dress. I got the black shoes, the black, I've seen that black dress. It's hanging at Macy's on the side. Like they would, I mean, they could, the clarity is incredible because most people don't lack motivation. They lack clarity. So she would say, so when, when you don't, so I said, you're never going to make it. She's like, Oh, what? I said, you're never going to make this. It's not that important to you. I know what you said, and I know how important in the kids and being healthy for your kids and all the, it's not going to, it's not going to work. I said, what is it? Tell me, tell me exactly what it is. What's ailing you? She goes, she got pissed off, right? She was mad at me at this point. And she's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I said, just tell me what what is it? She's like, all right, I've seen people. I have the only girl in my gym class that couldn't do a pull-up. Hmm. Interesting. Tell me more, please. When I was 12, and then when I got into junior high and everybody and everybody was doing them and I couldn't do it, I was always the chubby girl. And I, I've never been able to do a pull-up. I want to do a fucking pull-up. And she was convicted. That's exactly like she was like, I was like, mm, really? Okay. Let's let's make that. That's the plan. We used to have this board that was chalk, right? We uh, we paint, painted this wall chalk. You'd walk out there and write your goal on it. Okay. So I said, you go, you take your ass out there and write it. She literally wrote on there. You write your name and she was like, do one effing pull up. (laughs) Okay. But here's the cool thing, right? And and I hope people get this that are listening is what that it wasn't. But in order for her to do that, she was going to have to lose some weight. She was going to have to eat better. She was going to have to, but here's the thing. If it was just about the weight, she wouldn't have done it. But now those days and she didn't want to come in here. And she knows she, so we worked on some, she had a really bad shoulder. So we had to work on some articulation of her shoulder, making sure we get that scap moving again so that that her arm actually moved in the direction that it could actually use the proper muscles to pull. We set up this whole program for her, we did it. And she she was there. Like there were some days that that's all she came in and did. She wouldn't even do the class, honestly. She might ride the bike a little bit and she would do her shoulder. She would never miss that day to make sure that her her shoulders moved correct she would never miss she would then she would maybe just do some cardio she wouldn't join in the class because we only would have classes but we did have some cardio equipment for them to use so here we go about six seven months in she's down whatever 40 or 50 pounds somewhere in that neighborhood she comes in man and she's skipping skipping she's like today's the day i'm like what the hell's the date? Uh, did I miss something? Like, what are we talking about? Right? I don't even know what you're talking about. Is this a special day? You know what I mean? Like now there's a, there's a national day, right? It's national banana split day. Like, I don't know what is today. She goes, I'm doing today's the day. I do a pull-up. Really? Are you sure? Today's the day. I, I, I want to attempt a real pull-up on my own. I I know what the workout is and I'm coaching the class. So I said, Listen, get your shoulders ready. Get yourself warmed up. We're going to do it before the class. Otherwise, you're going to be way too, you're going to be way too spent after the, after the workout. So she does. Every, I get the class warmed up. Everybody heard that conversation. So everybody stops in the gym. Some Somebody walked over and turned off the music. I still don't know who. They, now it's quiet. She comes over. She's all ready, right? She looks at me and I was like, let's go. Man. Boy, she jumps up there and grabs that thing. She starts to pull. And she gets to that like little bit of sticking point. And then it looks like she's shot out of a cannon. Wham! Chin over the bar. She's all the way up there. Eyes go big as shit. She jumps down. She's like, oh my God. She bear hugs me, jumps her legs around me, everything. I mean, she squeezed me. She's like, oh my God. People are cheering. They're going crazy. She jumps down. We catch eyes. We both start crying, right? I'm like, oh my God, right? And she goes back over there. She does like three or four more. Like incredible. Everybody's going crazy. We have an amazing night. The class is great. Holy cow. Everyone's high-fiving and all that kind of stuff. And this is a turning point too. And I, and, and I hope people... I'll give you, I'll get to my point to, to where this all comes together is that night, everybody's gone and I'm closing down the gym and then I'm reconciling, right. Doing how many people did we see today? What credit cards got charged? What, how, you know, all, did we sell any shirts? All the, all the business side of stuff. Now you, what you do, you know, every night closing the, when I would close it up and I am just on fire, man. Like my insides, like I am, like I have this level of energy that is just still just seething out of me. And I'm a journal guy. So I write all the time. I even have one right now to take notes while we're talking. And and I start journaling. I'm like, oh my goodness, th- this is about her. Like I am still on fire about her, about me, you know, like putting this together and her achieving a goal true story. My goal on that same board was a 500 pound deadlift, right? Weighed 181 pounds. I wanted to deadlift, right? Two and a half times your body weight. I wanted. To, I, no one at our gym had ever pulled 500 off the ground. Even the big dudes, no one had ever done it. it was my goal. That same day I trained in the afternoon. I trained in like the, 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 the lunchtime crew buddies would come over and we would train that day. I lifted 500 pounds. Pulled it off the ground. And I mean, we were high fiving, chest bumping, dudes, you know, bro, bro session, you guys. And literally after the high fives, I walked over, crossed it off, and wrote 550 on the board. And that was it. We kept training, we kept moving and moving on, right? So there's a difference between accomplishments and fulfillment. And accomplishments are things that we set these goals and we go do them, right? And and, and we dig in, put a plan together and go get it. But I think most people lose sight of what we're talking about in in building your businesses and things like that. Is we think this this thing is going to we we actually achieve it and it's and it's very empty, and it's because we we are we're those are understand that that's an accomplishment. What is really truly going to fulfill me, right? And the fulfillment came in. Yes, I love setting the plans. Yes, I love building that with people and helping them find a way to get to their goal. But it's so rewarding when, when, when those people dig in and they do it and they get there. And the fulfillment side of things is what lights me up today. It's what all this is built up. It's 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 why coming on referral, but it's, it's why we're here. Is it hopefully we give somebody something somewhere that they can take with them and apply it to their life, whatever it is. But the difference always always is I have to do it myself before anybody will ever do it with me or, 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 or not. Right. And you parents out there, if you're, if you're telling your kid to go make their bed and your bed's not made, why should they do that? Because you said so come on that that's, that's how most of the world works. No, get up and make your bed every day, every single day. And when they walk by and they see your bed, man, they walk by and see your bed, and they walk by, then they're going to be like, all right, maybe I should listen to this guy. Right. I know he's my dad, but, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe he knows a thing or two because he's doing it. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, that. Right. <laughs> <You> know, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, so how do you um because I think I, I've had that experience with athletics. Um, you know, I'm a runner, ultra runner, and uh Ian's a rock climber. And, you know, if you're working on a really hard, like bouldering problem, and um, you know, you can like try and fail and try and fail. And you, you know, once you get it, there's like this immediate gratification, it's this sense of achievement. And the same thing with me, you know, I'm I'm working on, you know, hill repeats and then, you know, question like, I, mine, albeit is a little bit different because, you know, if I run a, a 50 mile race, I'm like, it, it takes me all day. And I, I hate my life at the end of it, but uh, I still, I still feel like there's a sense of accomplishment there. Like I didn't die, sure. um, right. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, like shorter workouts, you know, I'll do hill repeats and, you know, get better times and, and all that jazz. Um, but I think, you know, a lot of people struggle in the business world, because it's not as tangible, you know, you don't have that same intensity, that same excitement, that same like sense of accomplishment where you, you know, work towards something and then you achieve it. I mean, even though we all know that that is true, and we can draw the same analogies, you know, based on all these like sporting experiences that we have, and say, well, it's the same thing. But like, how do you really connect those two together, and and how do you get people to see that in a in a non-tangible, you know, sort of business setting where it's like, okay, you do all these reps, you do the calls, you do the prospecting stuff, you do the networking, and then eventually you get this result. But those timelines, I mean, sometimes they're years apart. Yeah,
0: so true, man. That is so true. That is a it's a great way to put it. The the thing that we do and again, it's owning a business or being a business owner or being an entrepreneur, like let's be clear, it's not for everybody. That that's that's an honest, I mean, I, I, an honest answer. It's it's not for everybody. Everybody can do it, but it's not for everybody because of what you just said. Am I willing to put in the time? Am I willing to sacrifice? Am I willing to go without for maybe a year or two years, or you know, whatever that looks like to get there? Am I am I willing? And I tell people all the time in, in, in our industry: look, if you're gonna start a marketing Plan and you're going to farm an area to to get these people to know who you are and and know that you're the expert and you're going to do it. If you're going to do it for a month or two, just don't do it. You're wasting your time. It's a, it's a waste of money. If you're not if you're not in it for the long haul, minimum minimum twelve months consecutively where you're hitting all, then then don't do it. But so so to answer your question though, and is is how do we look at it individually? Is what I try to get people to do. Is be, is is in our daily goal setting or or our goals is being activity based, not result based. So in other words, if 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 your job is to 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 if you're a salesperson and you've got to make twenty sales calls today, it's not about making. It, it's about what value do I bring to to each and every one of those calls, and each and every one of those calls is is going to be different right and it might be a different a different piece of value that i that i'm bringing but but my point is is at the end of the day judge judge yourself if 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 you must the metric that i want to go off of is the activity did i complete and did i do that activity the best i could it's not about did i get a sale today because there's a very good chance you are not going to get a sale today very good chance
2: all right, I love this uh, idea here that uh, Jeremy is talking about being activity-based versus results-based. And it's something that has come up in a number of the podcasts we've talked about uh, with a number of different guests. And it's this concept that you know, you've got to focus on uh, doing, the, doing the activities and, and the reps, the at-bats that you get. You know? And if you focus on those things and you celebrate those things, the results are going to come. And you've just got to, you know, continuously day in, day out, be doing those those activities um, and trying not to get bogged down in, you know, how many sales did I get or how many actual referrals did I get? um, Because those things will happen, um, but they happen as a result of the activities that you do on a regular basis.
1: Absolutely. And that's the thing is that to your point. All we can control, and to to his point here, all that we can control is the work that we put into it right? I mean, I'm never going to be able to make you make a decision. I'm never going to be able to make you see things my way. I can do my best, but all I can do is make sure that I'm presenting the information in the most persuasive way possible and doing it as frequently as I can. And that's the only way that I'm ever going to Very
0: good chance you are not going to get a sale today. Very good chance. And maybe not tomorrow and maybe not the next day and maybe not the next day that's the truth of of most of these businesses but can i can i be at, can i be activity based rather than result based and if you can you got a shot because now i'm going to judge myself based on my effort right and it, i mean again it's easy on on in the baseball world right did i did i take those 100 extra swings today did i i know if i did i know if i didn't and let me tell you something there's a People ask all the time about confidence. And I want people to understand that confidence is only earned. There is no part of your life in any way, shape, or form that you don't earn the confidence because you've either studied it, you've done it, you've done the work. I can tell you when I've done those hundred swings day after day, and I put it in optimal self, we call it streaks, right? What is the one thing that you can do right this second? Like everybody on here today, what is the one thing in your business that needs to get done on, on a consistent basis? Just one. I'm not asking for three. I'm not asking for 10. There's probably a lot of things that can do it. But what is the one thing that you can do? And, um, and get yourself a calendar. And every day, you put an X in there. Every day that that gets done, put an X. We start with ourselves. Optimal self, I start with myself. I Our number one principle is hydration. Because your brain is 90% water. Your muscles are over 80% water. Your bones are over 70% water. And most of us live on the caffeine. We go to coffee first, right? You're going to that coffee or a red bull or or whatever that is. Don't get me wrong. I'm a coffee drinker, y'all. If you guys can see this, no. But I mean, if you're listening to this, I'm holding up my coffee cup. I buy beans from all over the world. I crush them. I do them myself. I love it. I love it. If we go get ice cream with the kids, I get coffee flavored ice cream. That's how much I love it. But the very first thing that goes in my body is 16 ounces of water with a, with a pinch of Himalayan sea salt and, and, and half of a lemon every day without fail. When I'm on the road, I literally pack, I literally pack Himalayan sea salt with me. No shit. That's <laughs> my girl. Like it's, it's hilarious, right? My point is this, is that because in order for me to be my best, my body and mind have to be at their best. Even if it's, if it's a physical, if you're going to run 50 miles if you're going to rock climb some crazy moulder, right? Like, come on, man. Like people don't realize this. Both of those are more mental than they are physical. That's for For real. People don't realize they're like, oh shit. No, no. It is so much more mental than it is physical. How bad are your fingers going to hurt? How bad are you pushing your toes? Oh my God. The one time I went, my fingers hurt for a month. My, the nails on my, the nails hurt. I was like, how, what what is going on? People like this? (laughs) No, but my point to everybody listening is that, again, every single thing starts in the control center, which is your mind, which is your brain. Mm -hmm. And if that thing is not ready to fire, you are never going to be your optimal self. You are never going to be the best version of you. So does the best version of you do every single day before your day starts, before you've got to get the kids ready for school, before you've got to get your, you know, before you have to check those, before all that, what does it do? Because those are the things that are going to start to elevate your life because it only takes one single thing. Remember this habits stack, all of them. So whatever it is, it's either taking you away from your goal or it's taking you to your goal, right? But what is that one thing that I can do that I start stringing that together? And then the next thing comes, and then the next thing comes, and I just keep leveling myself up. Because listen, it goes for all of us, that the next level of my businesses is going to take a new me because this guy is not good enough. It's the same thing you talk about with the referral bench. Who am I going to have to know? Who am I going to have to learn from? Who am I going to have to get into business with? Who am I? What coach am I going to have to hire that can take me to that next level? Because I'm not smart enough. (laughs) I'm not good enough. As as much as you see, whatever that little accomplishment thing you think, I'm not good enough. I'm not. And I'm going to need that next person. I'm going to need somebody who's done it to bring me along, to coach me along. And sometimes in business, a lot of times it's it's who do I hire, right? I got to hire somebody smarter than me to do it. I, you see some cool graphics and all the stuff that you see, I get to say yes or no. I don't actually make it. They're like, oh, did you did you use the vector? Blah. They start talking. It's like gibberish. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> even I have no idea what 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 they use. But I, there's people smarter than me, right? People smarter than me to do it. You got to have those people around you even if it's just for a short period of time, even if it's just, even if it's just, look, we're so fortunate today. You can jump on a podcast, go on YouTube. You can listen to, I mean, there, there's some brilliant, brilliant people out there, man, that, that I've got to learn from. And, and again, optimal self is truly born. The principles are born out of things that people way better than me, way smarter than me gave to me that I implemented things that I did things that I do today that have elevated my life and got me where I am. And it's my job to share those back. It is literally my job. I cannot go to my grave with that shit stuck in my brain or inside of me. I got to get it out, man. I got to get it out. Awesome, dude. <sighs> well, I,
2: uh, this was a great conversation. I feel like we probably could talk for like probably yeah, right. three more episodes or something, but <laughs> we, uh, we got our, jump right now but before we let you go
0: where can people find you uh online if they wanted to optimal self today um and it has all of our links everything to all the social medias it has courses in there that are that are absolutely free we uh, everything that we have and do is 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 there but we're on instagram you can find that there we're on facebook uh we're on linkedin uh we're 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 in the process of, of, of pushing everything that we possibly can out to everybody. I, I just believe in, in giving back and, and being able to, being able to help as many people as we can. And so it's all there. It's all there. And we would love to follow along. If any, I mean, if, if you, if you message in any of those, if you send a direct a DM in any of those, I see them personally. Uh, they might go through some staff first, but there's not one of them that doesn't come to me at some point, no matter what it says, no matter what it is. And I try to answer them all. Uh, I want to make sure that this is, you know, look, we're all just people here, man, trying to, trying to make it. So whatever I can do to help, I'm, I'm in.
2: That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you being on. This was a super fun conversation and uh, I hope we get to do it again soon. For
0: sure. Let's do it. I look forward to seeing you guys, man. Let's do it. Take it
2: easy. All right, guys.
0: Thanks. That was another awesome episode of
2: the Referral Bench Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, tuning in, and sticking around till the end. We really appreciate it, and we appreciate you sharing it with all your friends as well.
1: Absolutely. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, whatever platform you're using. And don't forget to rate and review the podcast as well. That definitely helps us with our ratings and with our rankings and whatnot, and uh, helps us get in front of more people. We're dropping fresh episodes every Thursday morning. So tune in
2: every week and we look forward to hearing you next time. And we'll see you next week.
0: Cheers.